man, the uproar was insane. Like the pressure that I had on me was just nuts. Right. But I knew the product was solid. And finally, after about two years of me just being unwavering and I still completely making the product better and churning out updates, finally, people are like, Total CMS is a great value. You know, I could have easily caved at the beginning because sales were hard to come by. But being unwavering with your price, being confident and just, you know, not wavering from that is important. Hey, Feasters, and welcome to episode nine of season four. By being a part of a community, understanding their problems, making countless friendships and personal connections, Joe Workman has built a wildly successful business in a very niche market and able to disrupt it along the way. Joe is the founder of Weaver Space and a developer of Rapid Weaver add-ons. He runs the annual online conference for Rapid Weaver called Weaver Space Conf, which he's actually invited me to speak at twice now. Weaver Space is a community and blog built for Rapid Weaver users, designers, and developers. If there's one thing that you'll notice from Joe is that he wants to serve his customers the best way possible. He's open about everything he does and shares what he's working on in the open to see how it resonates with his potential customers. If it's lackluster, then he stops doing it. Knowing Joe for a few years now, I love what he's all about and his energy and love for his family and personal relationships. As you'll hear in this episode, hanging out with Joe is a great time. It's funny, as you could probably hear in this episode, that as we throw jabs back and forth at each other, you knew it was going to happen. But all seriousness, though, his big advice is that no matter what you do, services, products or otherwise, the personal relationship is the driving force for your success. So I'll shut up now and let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Feast, the premium online coaching and community designed for web developers, designers, marketers, and freelancers of all type wanting to specialize their business and build recurring revenue that's profitable and sustainable. Today's market is ever-changing and yesterday's advice won't cut it. Feast members get access to the roadmap and training library, which includes everything you need to niche down, build recurring revenue, and become that go-to respected person for your services. That, together with monthly roundup calls, exclusive workshops, expert chit-chats, and our Slack community, you'll have everything you need to live the life of your own design. If you're serious about not competing on price and having clients that respect you and your expertise, then join Feast. Head over to feastcourse.com today. Feasters, today's co-host is Joe Workman. Welcome, Joe. How are you doing today, Jason? Great, great. Joe Joe is the founder of Weaver Space, an online community for rapid weaver designers and developers. And he not just helps them, but he also builds add-ons for the platform as well. He runs the annual online conference around Rapid Weaver. He's invited me 
I've been honored to speak at two of them. He hosts a podcast as well. Joe, why don't you share a little bit more about why you do what you do? Sure. So thank you very much, Jason, for having me on today. I love uh, chatting with you. You're a hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. Thanks. So, yeah, so I, I run Weaver Space. It's an online community, as you said, for Rapid Weaver users. Rapid Weaver is a, a Mac app. So sorry, Windows users. But it is a Mac app that lets you design your website locally on your Mac, and then you can publish it up to your server. I got started uh, using Rapid Weaver way back in the day. It was around I don't know, 2006, actually. I was using iWeb for like a personal blog. You remember iWeb from Apple? Yeah. Right? Yep. And uh, I remember I wanted to change my theme, my website theme in iWeb. And uh, I realized that you, you had to do to, in order to do that, you had to redo every single page all over again. And I was like, that's ludicrous. Like, what the heck? <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, I did a little bit of surfing around and found Rapid Weaver. It had this theme engine. Right. And, uh, you know, you can change your entire look at your site with just a click of a button and change the entire theme. So I was like sold. Right. So I started using Rapid Weaver just for fun. I was living in London at the time. So I was like doing like a blog on like my daily life in London and and whatnot. It was it was fun. Fast forward a couple of years, I was uh, starting a real estate company with a friend of mine, and I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur. I started a bunch of businesses, so I was doing this real estate company with a friend of mine, and I was the techie guy for the business. So I was in charge of the website and doing all that jazz. And uh, since I am a, I was a Rapid Weaver user already. I was like, okay, well, let's build a website in Rapid Weaver. So um, started building a website in Rapid Weaver. Wanted a couple custom things for my own that I wanted. And so uh, built some what are called stacks, like they're plugins, basically released some of those for free on my site. And in 2009, Isaiah, the guy that, that developed stacks, he was like, dude, you should uh, you should sell these things. They're kind of cool. And I was like, who'd want to buy these things? Like, they're just <laughs> who'd want to buy this stuff. Right. But I'm like and then I had another friend who was like, hey, I'm starting this cool new service called Cartloom. It's online shopping cart. You want to tr try it out? And I'm like, well, this guy said I have to sell stuff and you're trying to give me beta software to sell stuff. So I was like, <laughs> there you yeah, go. something's getting me. So, you know, some higher force is trying to get me to sell online. So I thought I'd give it a shot. And uh, two years later, I went full time. The real estate company kind of went out and uh, this business kind of just uh didn't even try to start this business. It was just, it just kind of happened. Right. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I've been doing it ever since full time since 2011. I sold my first product in 2009. So exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's, I mean, it's funny because I came from a Ruby on rails, Java development mm -hmm. background. Right. And then based out of the necessities of what my clients were asking for, I kind of went down the WordPress route. Yep. And the thing that I was sort of scared for was really pigeonholing myself right mm -hmm. like and i know that you cater you basically develop products for that platform so i don't i assume that you don't do client services work no right? i i do zero client services work actually funny right. enough just last month i had a local customer a customer of mine that purchases and use my add-ons he was retiring and he had seven local companies that he was doing business with. And he wanted to turn, he wanted to find someone local for them. 
And so he came to me. I actually, um, I turned them over to my father who does some website work on the side and I'm going to help my dad. Cause my dad, he owns a printing company actually. And he just did web design for fun on the side for some friends. So I'm actually kind of, kind of help my dad build a website business on the side. So kind of a freelance business on the side. I personally, I don't know. I did do client work for a long time, not in web design realm though. I was in it back in the day. I did mm-hmm. it consulting. I had high end corporate clients. Basically I traveled all over the world gotcha. and you know, I did that for a long time. I, I don't think I really want to do that again. So <laughs> I know, no, hey, I, I know doing it. local freelance work is very different than that, but there are, are enough similarities where I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm done with that. You know, I, yeah, I enjoy yeah. making products and uh, I just feel that that's, that's where I need to be. Uh, but I do, you know, a lot of my customers are, so my customer base is kind of a mix mixture of three different things. I have people that want to make their own websites, small businesses that want to make their own websites. It's kind of it's a little bit similar, personal versus business websites. And then my really passionate hardcore customers are freelancers, right? So I have a lot mm-hmm. of freelancers that come in and, uh, you know, use my products to um, make their uh, make their websites for their clients. You know, the progression of my business has been pretty interesting. You know, I started off early on. I thought, hey, it's cool. I get to make money at developing stuff, right? This is fun. I get to make stuff and right. I get money for it. And then it kind of progressed into, I started getting emails of people like thanking me that they couldn't have their own freelancing businesses without me or they thought so, right? Because of the products I make that allow them to do things without knowing code, mm-hmm. right? So it really, you know, quite a few years ago, it, it became a realization where I'm actually enabling you know, a whole set of people now to have entire freelance businesses just because of the software I make. And I love that. I love helping them and enriching them to, to be better freelancers and, to you know, improve their businesses. That was actually my goal. You know, I had you speak at my conference last, uh, or in September, because, you know, one of the overarching themes of that conference was I wanted to make sure that people knew how to improve themselves. Cause a lot of my customers, the some of them are full-time, but a lot of them are, they're striving. They do it on the side, right? From their day jobs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they want to improve is that they want to do it full-time. So, you know, one of my goal of the conferences was to bring you and other people in there to really hone their skills so that they can have the power to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And it was an amazing conference. I mean, just the experience, like, you know, the first time you had me up, speak there like just a virtual conference you made it super easy as a speaker just to like basically click a link yeah. and there we go and, yeah. <laughs> and engage with the community i mean I, I love all the the fact that like you have a hallway track in a virtual conference to me is great because i've been a part of other virtual yeah. conferences as well and you have like a chat room but like you had a specific like okay we're going into this room now and here we go. And like, it was an actual, like you kind of got that sense of like, Hey, we left a couple of sessions. Now we're having lunch. And like, yep. you know, like it was pretty yeah. cool and it was enjoyable for sure. But I'm curious to know what your mindset was, was, Hey, I totally appreciate the whole, basically like the, the worlds are colliding kind of <laughs> happenings that yep. landed you where you're at. But what was your mindset? Like, Back then, was Rapid Weaver widely used? I mean, like, was it something where it was like, if I really try to develop something for this mm-hmm. community and, and, and software, can I make a living out of it? Yeah. Or is it just something that's going to be a side hustle? Well, obviously, you know, it, it is possible, um, you know, because... You know, when people ask me, you know, they a lot of times I'll, I'll talk to, you know, either, you know, entrepreneurs and, you know, they want to try to create a product and then find the people to market it to. Right. 
And I've always thought that was backwards, right? It You should need to find your people, basically, right? <laughs> you know, for me, it was I enjoyed Rapidweaver and I enjoyed using Rapidweaver. And, you know, I was involved in the community on the forums and all that jazz, right? So people kind of knew me a from the from the user standpoint at first, probably, or the power user standpoint. And then I'd, I'd make a few things for free and I gave them out and I gained a little traction and popularity from that, right? So it's it basically mm-hmm. I flipped it on its head and I found my market and I made something that they wanted. Right. And now, you know, it's 10 years later, I'm, you know, I asked my users what they want. You know, it's instead of building something and be like, okay, I think who wants this? Right. No, I, Mm. I build what they want. Well, I do two things. A lot of times I'll, I will ask them and there comes a point where, you know, your niche or your community good enough that you maybe dictate what they, you know, people tell you what they want, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times that's not really what you want. This is really what you want. You know, if it comes a point where you become a, you know, your niche well enough where you kind of dictate really what they really need, not exactly what they want. Right. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. You can build a niche no matter how small it is. You know, I'm sure probably most people that are listening to this podcast right now have never even heard of rapid Eaver, right? They're like rapid Eaver. What the heck is that? Right. (laughs) Um, So if I can support a family in the San Francisco Bay area, developing add ons for this small little niche, there is probably no other niche out there small enough that you couldn't support your family with it. Right. So there are riches in the niches. Right. Am I making, you know, millions of dollars a year from it? No. Right. But I'm doing pretty well. Right. You know, I'm supporting a family of five in the San Francisco Bay area. That's, you know, it's not cheap. That's it's the only area that's higher than the place that I yeah. live in. So I live in New York, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you said a lot there that definitely resonates with me because it's, it's, I did build a product first mm-hmm. at one point and sold a handful, right? I thought it was something that was going to land, did have a small following, right? Didn't land, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, okay, well, I'm not never going to do that again because that was a complete waste of time, right? But And what was funny was that I had already built the services side of my business in a way where, like what you're saying is, what did the clients want for me? Mm -hmm. Right? Like I had the clients, now how do I serve them? And how do I serve them better? And what do they want, need that I can tell them, okay, well, this is really what we want to do over here and I can build that for you. So, I mean, that was the big mindset shift in part of my brain that was talking about products, right? Because yeah. on the services side, that totally made sense to me. But in the product side, I don't know why, like that was the one and only time because I learned my lesson from it. But it's funny because I hear a lot people say, can I go too small? Right. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, not really, because if the pain point that you're solving for your customers is large enough, yep. you only need one. Yeah. Because if you solve that one person's problem, that's a lifetime relationship there, Exactly. Right? Like you're not going anywhere, yep. right? So it's definitely for me, one of those things that like, I look at it, like you have to figure out what your customer's needs are. Mm-hmm. And that's what you are as the expert. If they're going to come at you with the wants and you kind of alluded to it was, but yeah, I think you need this though. Yeah. Right. Like exactly. Exactly. You know, similarly, like, you know, a lot of my customers, uh, you know, the freelancers, they get clients coming to them saying, I need a WordPress site. Right. And, you know, you know, I've kind of training them a little bit of dictating of, well, do you really need WordPress? Like, like why? Like you just need WordPress just because everyone else is in the world. And you know, that, that, that word, 
right that name right you know yeah. that's that's exactly what it is they don't they don't want a wordpress they just want a website right and they're just like oh okay all these other people are using wordpress that must be what i need to use too right so it's about fielding your customers requests and then diverting that to figure out what they need right and servicing mm-hmm. those needs yeah. right right i mean that's a lot of what i do i mean my development background is in e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Always loved e-commerce. So back in the day, Ruby on Rails stuff, custom Java stuff. I mean, that's, I loved e-commerce. And I would get tons of requests. Oh, we need a new redesign. Why do you need a new redesign? <laughs> like, your site looks good. Like, oh, you know, and you just keep asking why and why mm-hmm. and why. And then we get to the point, well, well, our sales are down from last year 10%. Oh, all right, so maybe you just have a problem. <laughs> like, maybe there's something going on in the checkout process or something, yeah. right? Like maybe you've added too many things on the page or whatever it could be. You don't necessarily need a redesign. And the thing is, is a lot of times you could figure out what that need is and solve that need for a lot less cost, mm-hmm. a lot less time and deliver more of those. Yes. Is that why you went down the road of building these stacks mm-hmm. for yeah so you know I, i'm a i'm a huge fan of automation and a lot of my products they did start with me itching my own itch right right and so like uh for example right now you know i i recently launched a completely new redesigned weaver space site just in october and when i did the launch i didn't i haven't concentrated on any of the seo behind the site at all um i just wanted to get the site up there so right now there's like zero seo juice on the site probably right so Uh, This week, I started the process of like analyzing all the meta tags and the H tags and then, you know, doing all the, you know, Google, the structured data meta tags and the open graph and all that jazz. Right. But while I'm doing that, I'm taking notes and I'm productizing that entire thing. Right. So that next year, early next year, I'll have a a new product called SEO Helper that is I'm going to be able to market to people to allow them to do everything that I'm doing but easier, right? They don't need to do all the research. They don't need to do all that jazz. They'll just plop the thing on their webpage, check some check boxes, type in whatever description and, you know, images and all that jazz that they want and they're done. Right. And they get all the cool Google juice from it. Right. So, Mm. you know, I find it important that whenever I'm doing something, I'm like, okay, how can I automate this? So a, I don't need to think about it in the future. And then how can I leverage that so I can help my customer base as well? right? Whether that be a product or tutorials or something, right? So it's, it's all about dry. Don't repeat yourself, right? You've probably heard that your developer, you know, realm, right? Don't repeat yourself, right? So uh, if I'm going to do something, I try to do it once and then, you know, I'll try to automate it the next time, right? So that I don't need to worry about doing it again and really running like a a solo shop like mine. I I bring in some contractors here and there, but to run a really solo business, it automation is key, right? I, I automate the crap out of everything I do. (laughs) Yeah, same here. I I hear you. It's almost like if I have to do this one thing twice that, all right, where, how do I do it? What script am I writing? What tool am I using? How am I connecting the dots? I discovered, I discovered a new tool. I I, I don't know if you, if you've been on Twitter yet today, I I replied to a tweet you posted today, actually about, you know, responding to emails and stuff like that. There's Mm -hmm. a service called blue tick. Have you seen this? Yeah. I saw it the other day. It came up on product hunt. Yeah. Have you, you should look in, I think, I think it would potentially help you and, and your entire audience, like in terms of it's interesting. So it's not like, you know, things like a convert kit, it's like email automation for, you know, marketing email, right. Essentially. Right. But mm-hmm. blue tick is automating 
personal one-on-one relationship emails. So like automating the follow-ups and and a workflow on how to do all that and getting people to respond to your, you know, your follow-up emails and whatnot. And I'd never seen anything like that. I thought it was pretty interesting. I don't think it, that particular blue tick doesn't really fit into my business model. I don't really do one-on-one sales and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I think, you know, for my customers and your audience, I think it would be an amazing way to automate some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I looked into it a little bit. It sort of reminds me of like MailShake or Reply or Mm -hmm. any of those other kind of cold outreach tools. I haven't really dove deep. I signed up to their mailing list because it looked good. It looked pretty cool, right? And automation Mm -hmm. and I'm all for that. And so I want to know what's out there, (laughs) it's options. But we'll put the link to that in the show notes for sure. You guys can go check it out. It's brand new. It's on. Yeah. I have no affiliation. I mean, I've met Mike Tabor. I think it's Mike Tabor. I think his name is right. The guy behind MicroConf. I met him. I was at MicroConf last year, so I knew he was working on it last year, but I didn't really understand what it was till he launched it like, you know, this month or something. And I Mm -hmm. kind of went through and watched some of the videos and I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's the thing, right? Like, I I guess I hear where you're coming from as far as how you well, like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to go back to services because <laughs> I've got this thing going. I could, and I love the dog fooding thing, right? Like, I mean, that came straight out of, you know, Basecamp or mm, you know, yep. whatever their name is now, yeah, right? Yeah. 37 Signals Basecamp. But, you know, scratching your own itch, right? Building a product out of that because you know, you really understand who your customer mm-hmm. is. And then basically saying, all right, I'm going to build that, yeah. right? Like, and at the time of this recording, it's the end of November, come out, you know, December, you know, you said next year, right? Like you have no qualms about announcing something early on yep. that somebody else maybe beat you to the punch. I don't know. It's but all about implementation, right? I mean, uh, right. it's, it's all about execution. You know, I, 100%. I'm to a fault. Sometimes, you know, I, I talk about what I'm working on, like, all the time. Like people know in my, you know, user community, they know exactly what I'm working on and I'll, I'll post links. Look at this cool thing I just did. Yeah. It's coming out sometime next year. I don't know when, right. A couple of people like ripped off some ideas, eh, maybe, but really it, it doesn't, it hasn't hurt. It's, it's helped me a lot more than ever hurt me in terms of getting mm-hmm. feedback from customers because, you know, it's like, you know, I'm working on something and I, I shoot, Hey guys, what do you think of this? And if the response is meh, maybe I don't work on it anymore. You know, I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah, so no, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's, we have to test in our business. Yeah. Right. And I'm a firm believer of putting something in the wild, seeing what it goes. Mm-hmm. I tell my clients this all the time. Like we could work on our two computers, build out this whole big thing, make some assumptions that it's going to work in a certain way, but we don't know until it's out there mm-hmm. and how their customers are going to respond to it. I love the fact that you, you know, essentially do that. You work in the wild a little bit. You, you're just always free and open about learning out loud. Like I always, yeah. I do that like all the time. Like if I'm trying something new, like a tool, mm-hmm. right? Like blue tick, if I'm trying that, I'm going to talk about it yep. online. Anybody else using this? What does people, you know, I'm trying to solve this problem in my business with this tool. Has anybody else encountered that? I love it. I love it. So in the Rapid Weaver community, Mm -hmm. most of, I mean, you said most of your customers are freelancers. They're side hustlers Mm -hmm. looking to go full-time. Do you have any conversations where they say, hey, look, instead of me building out and doing client services, building out websites for other people, what do you think about me building a product? Do you have those conversations at all? Like helping customers build products? No, no, no. Like sort of going down the road that you went instead, right? Like where the, the you know, the freelancer mm-hmm. says, you know what? I don't want 
client services might not be for me. Yeah. I, don't, I can't figure this out. What do you think about going the product route? One thing I, I do have to think that is important is that even though like if you go the product route and you're going to sell you know, a digital product, most likely, or something like that, you have to make sure that personal connection is still there. I think that's really important. But I, I do think that going a product route is viable. If you are just starting, maybe test a little bit of both, right? If, if you are currently freelancing, create a product for you, that particular niche you're in or, or to, you know, big thing is eBooks or tutorials and stuff like that as well. You know, I, I'm a huge proponent of, of product based you know, businesses, because it is a little bit more recurring income, right? I mean, I I enjoy waking up in the morning and opening up and seeing that I've sold, you know, $500 worth of product while I'm sleeping, you know, or something like that. Right. I mean, it's pretty awesome, right? I mean, it, you know, I can go off and, you know, take a couple of weeks off if I want to. I, I almost never do that. I do have to, I do have to say I take time off when <laughs> is the last time I did that. But in theory, I could take a month <laughs> off, you know, products would still be on sale, right? I mean, people would still buy mm-hmm. them. You know, I don't need to worry about, you know, working with, you know, customers and making sure I have deadlines and, you know, making sure that, you know, statements at work are followed. And if there's, you know, anything outside the statement of work, you got to get another, you know, augment to the statement of work and all that jazz that just, I did that for too long. I'm sick of that. Um, you know, (laughs) I know a lot of people try to do product work because they're not people person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay. Um, I think that's good. You could build a great product, but, um, you, you can't forget that you have to still do business with people, right? (laughs) Because people don't do business with websites, right? They do business with the person who's behind the website. And I think the most successful people out there, product people are the people that convey a more personal feeling. You know, I like to say that I, while I'm a website, I I like to try to have a a small local corner store feel, right? Where people know me, like, you know, every Friday tomorrow, I'll be having it. Every Friday I have live hangouts. Anybody is welcome. Right. And it's I use Zoom uh, just like me and you are Mm -hmm. chatting on right now. And uh, anybody could join in. They could chat. They see me in my dirty office, just like you see it right now. And, um, (laughs) you know, sometimes we we chat about whatever. Right. It doesn't even need to be web web design or, you know, freelancing. It's you know, we'll talk about cars or airplanes or, you know, whatever. Right. And it's just fun. It's just it becoming friends. You know, I have, you know, people in that hangout from all over the world that I know really, really well now. And I consider them my friends because we meet every week and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And I, I think having that personal aspect to a virtual business is really key to success. So, yeah. So those are the benefits. You know, I think the, the product base is I personally enjoy having that that recurring income where I can build something. And while I do support, you know, uh, I do software updates and all that jazz. So it's not like I build a product and never you know touch it again. I do that a lot. But that recurring aspect uh, is really what appeals to me, not not being tied to um, schedules and, you know, also. So another thing, like I did Amway that my very first business ever was Amway. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, do like dealing with people, uh, this one got me thinking about it. dealing with people is, is hard, right. And getting them mm-hmm. to follow up, even if it's your, your client that's paying you to work for them, like getting stuff out of them is that's a lot of work working with people like that. Got to put process. Yeah, in yeah, exactly. That's, you know, and yeah. uh, some people are for that, you know, they're, they're really good at that stuff and some people just aren't right. So be honest with yourself, let maybe a product-based business is better for you. I don't know. What do you think? For one, I love hearing you talk about the personal aspect, digital products, a lot of times, especially software, Mm -hmm. you have no idea who's behind the scenes, right? Like 
I mean, unless they're out and about doing something like speaking at a conference or something like that, then maybe you know who it is. But I love that hangout feel. That's such that's I love that. I'm probably going to steal that. (laughs) I love it. But yeah, I mean, product based. I mean, see, that's the thing for me, right? Like, so I built the services side because one that felt a little bit more natural to me. Mm -hmm. I worked in various different agencies. I understood the lingo, the language, kind of how to learn a little bit more about sales and marketing and all of the other kind of businessy stuff, the deliverables, the doing the work and the time management and all that stuff. That's, that was very natural to me. So I built that side, but now I am starting to build products Mm -hmm. to help freelancers, right? I do coaching on the side. I've done that for a number of years now, but now I'm starting to get into some of the product side of things. And for me, it's amazing to see the similarities between services and products. Mm -hmm. You still kind of have to know where your sweet spot is, know where you're, how you inject your own personality, like you were saying, but the hangouts and things like that into the products to make them your own. Instead of just, hey, like lowest cost, you know, like I look at it like the services side. I charge what I charge because of my experience, knowledge, and how, what the transformation you're going to have working with me, right? Similarly on the product side, right? I don't compete on price. I just don't. Like it's just the way it is. And if you could go get a course or a digital product in a way where they're somewhat similar yeah and if it's a lot cheaper who are they gonna buy from Mm -hmm. like you said if they don't know the person they're gonna buy the price right um so i'm a big fan of there are definitely product people and they're definitely services people i think there's a lot of people that are trying to marry the two like myself i feel like i'm running two businesses to be honest with you uh but it's definitely one of those things where like you know i struggle sometimes because there's a couple of days in a row it's all client work and yep. I'm like, oh, I fell behind on those other projects. Yeah. Right. Like, no, I, I do have to say, though, with products, though, there, there are the days where it's not all cherries. Right. I mean, there, there are days I'll come through <laughs> and or I'll have some weeks where it's like, crap, I've only made like $50. Like, what the heck? I'm going to have to you know, go find a job. You know, there, there, I, there is that uh, that famine time where, you know, it is important to build up a buffer or have multiple streams, you know, that you come in. So, you know, I have been tempted with taking on potentially some client work just to, you know, maybe augment some of that. Um, I've also, you know, 2019, one of my goals is to maybe find, maybe dip my toes into some other streams, maybe create some products for some other areas, or maybe do something completely different. I'm not hundred percent sure where I'm going to go, but definitely, you know, diversifying and having multiple streams is attractive, right? Because mm-hmm. in a product-based business, there are going to be some months where it's just, it's just the ebb and flow of business, right? You, you got, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, sometimes I, you know, you can't really quantify exactly why sales are, are down this week. It's just the way things go sometimes, you know, you have to be able to, to get through those times, whether or not it's through some money in a savings account, right? Which I personally recommend have having six months. That's my goal is I, I like to have six months in the, in a bank account for, of my expenses. So if sales stop today, you know, we might be on rice and beans, right? For, for, for a while, but you know, we'd be able to make it for six months, right. you know, at least. Right. And I, that six months should, I should be able to turn something around in six months. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I think, no I think definitely think that's important, you know, cause I know I, I, especially when I was younger, you know, I thought I'm just going to go all in. I'm going to quit my job and go all in. And then I'm going to make, I'm going to be good in a month, you know? And you know, (laughs) when you're Um, near, you know, your early twenties, maybe that, maybe you Mm -hmm. could, you could ride that. Right. But when you got a family and a mortgage, that's a little tougher, right? (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did that basically on the heels of the dot-com implosion mm-hmm. at the early 2000s. I was laid off, right? Like I was working for a large consultant firm. Oh, yeah. What I, were you doing? I came in there. I was doing at that time. Well, it's funny. I was hired to do Java development, but it mm. was really a body shop. I came in. I only worked there for two and a half years. I came in at like, I don't know, I'd say employee 600 ish. We grew to about 2,400. Oh, wow. And by the time I was laid off, there was like 400 left. Oh. Right. And we were a body shop solely for the dot coms. Like it was just whatever the dot com needed. So, like, I did, I came in there doing Java development. I learned dot net. I learned com objects. I learned VB. I learned PHP. I learned, I learned a boatload of languages and realized that what was cool during that time was like, I like this language, <laughs> right? Like I, I basically was paid to test all of the things, nice. right? Which was cool. But, and then I was like, Hey, I got a skill. I know that people need this stuff. I'm going to do it on my own. Yeah. And like a year and a half in, I was like, I got to go get a job because I have to pay rent. And I didn't have a family at the time or anything like that, but it was like, all right, I, there's a lot to learn <laughs> in running your own business that, you know, you need to learn, but you know, everything's been good for about a decade now. So it's all good. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of unknowns when you jump ship that you don't know about until you get there. And then you really have to be mindful of all the things going on. Yeah. Like that's what I tell a lot of a lot of freelancers that are about to jump ship, they ask all the right questions, except for the fact they say it's not the right time for you to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Because don't think about what you're trying to build, what you're trying to market, how to run Facebook ads, like all of that stuff. Like I get asked all the time, like, should I do, use this technology or this technology to, for my services? Stick with what you know. Yeah. Like learn that, like you can, if you know that, do that because you're going to have to learn a lot of other things around that, like marketing, sales, fulfillment, all that stuff. You need to know that stuff. Don't complicate your life even more by trying to learn the new skill set that you need. So it's, it's, it's definitely intriguing. And, and I was listening to our mutual friend, Justin Jackson in his podcast this week, I think it was this week it came out. I listened to it this week anyway. And he was talking about the tech and you were, you were mentioning about, you know, diversifying Mm -hmm. your streams and maybe in the next year, trying some new things. And in the podcast, he mentioned like, this is the only, this is essentially the only industry that you can go into and have all of these options to go to, right? Like if you went to a trade school and you're an electrician, Mm -hmm. you're an electrician, you get into the tech world, you can do design, you could do consulting, Mm -hmm. you could do development. Like you can, you have essentially multiple at bats to, to hit a home run. If you're an electrician, you're an electrician. I'll be interested to hear more about what that, what you're doing next year for sure to see, see what works and what, what doesn't maybe, you know? Yeah, definitely. You know, actually, uh, one thing I want to cover with you, I listened to, I think it was on Ask Res. I think it was Ask Yeah, You were talking about rates and uh, mm-hmm. you gave some advice of if your rates are under $100, like just double it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just a few minutes ago, you were talking about being strong with your prices. I think being strong with your prices and and not, and to be unwavering is very important. And let me give you an example. So right now in, in, the, in, the, in the Rap Weaver community, pretty much all the products are one-time sale. Right. So all the plugins are you buy it once and you can use it on as many websites as you want. Great deal. 
right? For the users. Okay. <laughs> you know, he put that little yeah. caveat in there, <laughs> like a little yeah. font size yeah. 10 in there. <laughs> now, one of the big pain points with Rapweaver is you design it on your local Mac and you publish it to your server. And the problem with that is if you want to edit, if you want your clients to be able to edit that, they either need the project file, like they, they need to own Rapidweaver and all the products and the plugins that you use to build it, to edit it, to publish it again. Right. So that was kind of a pain point. So I developed mm-hmm. this product called Total CMS three years ago. I released it and I started a new pricing model for the Rapidweaver community. It was per domain. It was a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. which is really on the very high end in, in the, in the plugin uh, for Rapidweaver. And it was per domain, not monthly. It was just you buy it once for that particular domain and you're good. And uh, man, the uproar was insane. Like the pressure that I had on me was just nuts. Right. But I knew the product was solid. I knew it was exactly what Rapid Weaver needed. Right. And finally, after about two years of me just being unwavering and I completely still completely making the product better and churning out updates. Finally, you know, now it's three years later, people are like total CMS is a great value. You know, I think it was all because I could have easily caved at the beginning because sales were like hard to come by at the beginning because people were so against not only the, the hundred dollar price tag, it was having it per website was uh, just unheard for, for people in the rap weaver world, at least. So, you know, I think it was my unwavering aid to prove that the, the product was quality. It was well, way more worth than $100 per website, the amount of time and the, the, the stuff that it gives you, right? Mm-hmm. And now I got clients that, you know, they move their, their WordPress customers over to Total CMS and their clients are like, they tell me their clients love it 100 times more, right? So mm. yeah, it's just getting back to the price, being unwavering with your price, being confident and just, you know, not wavering from that is important. Yeah, no, that's well said. I mean, that's the thing. You knew the value and you knew the problem that you were solving and don't undercut yourself. Exactly. Right. Like, I mean, you even said like $100, even though that that was a top end price for the market at that Mm -hmm. point, but it's well valued more than that. Right. So, like, it's kudos, kudos (laughs) for staying strong. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it, it, you know, yeah, it was tough. But now, you know, total CMS sales, I mean, they're, they're, so much more than they are before. And it's, you know, it's, it's now what I consider like another stream of income for me, you know, within rapid weaver world, you know, I have a few kind of pillar products and some smaller ones, and it's now become that, you know, one of those bigger pro- pillar products now, like, like definitely supports me in the long term. but it wouldn't have got there if I wasn't steady and strong on my pricing. And next year I'm coming up with a pro version. That's going to be $300 per domain. Right. And the people that are going to see the value in that are exactly what it is. And I know I'm going to get another, you know, the people that are going to complain about that. But then, you know, that product's not for you then. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you great. don't see the value no, immediately. Awesome. Then, you know, go for the non pro version. It's still a hundred, hundred bucks. So, yeah. 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 No, that's great. I, and I was just going to ask, what was your next disruption? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, be? yeah, that's my next disruption next year is, uh, you know, I've worked actually pretty much all of 2018. I've been working on version two of total CMS. I completely started from scratch completely from the ground up. I rewrote the entire thing and it powers my new website now. So I made sure that I, I prove it. It powers my entire website, all my product management, everything. I can log into the admin portal online, update pricing, add new products, hundred percent all online, all using my own management system. So it'll be released next year and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that it's, again, it's that dog fooding yeah. thing. And it's funny too, because we had uh, Chris Bintliff on several other people, including myself that 
we've developed products to solve our own itches that mm-hmm. we then turn around to clients and customers yeah. that love it. Right. They may not see it at first, but once we end it, because we fully understand the pain yeah. point that we're solving, we know our clients are going to have that customers are going to have that. Hey, here's this thing. Right. Awesome. So this has been amazing. Where can folks reach out and say thanks? Sweet. So I am, if you want to reach out to me personally, I'm Joe Workman pretty much everywhere. So Twitter, I have a Facebook account. Don't really use it very much. Hit me up on Twitter. That's probably the best thing. I'm on Instagram as well. I post there every now and then, but yeah, Twitter is my kind of like my main social channel. You can check me out at joeworkman.net. That is my old website. I didn't even get into how I, for eight years, I sold everything on joeworkman.net and recently this year moved to Weaver space. That joeworkman.net site is completely hideous and ugly. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's like a flashback in time. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> Definitely go there. <laughs> it is hideous. It will get a redesign. It'll become my, my new personal brand for next year. But yeah, check me out at joeworkman.net. You can uh, email me um, as well. There's email on there. And uh, yeah, and check out Weaver space, weavers.space. If you head over to uh, Weaver space slash res, I will have a special discount for all listeners by the time this show launches. If you want to get into Rapid Weaver, reach out to me if you want it. If you want a tour of Rapid Weaver, I'm happy to. Um, if you want to reach out to me personally, I'll show you why I love it, why I think it's great and uh, why it's better than WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Knew it. I knew it. That's so awesome. All right, Joe. Uh, that's great. Now, hey, look, it's all a tool. It's a, a tool. tool yes, yeah. Right. That's I, how I, I look at I, it. I, mean, I enjoy giving WordPress crap, though. It's so that's a lot of fun. It, it's funny. Yeah, and and, and kudos to your your community too. Like walking into a community where you know WordPress is you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you don't, I don't know. I didn't know how I would be received, but your community is fantastic. Definitely go check him out. We'll link all of Joe's links in the show notes. And thank you, Joe, for extending the demos, the promos, all that stuff to uh, you guys out there that are listening. Uh, truly appreciate it from, from me. And I know they appreciate it as well. And thanks again for your time and everyone else out there. Until next time, it's your time to live in the feast. I was so waiting for it the whole entire episode, the dig at WordPress. It was totally bound to happen, but all in fun anyway. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, then head on over to live in the feast and subscribe. Leave Joe and I a five-star rating and review in iTunes as it will help others find this episode. We'll be back next week talking with Andrew Askins and how to craft your business's message to attract the best possible clients to work with. Until then, it's your time to live in the feast.